Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Welcome. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. Hopefully, Vern Glenn will join us in the next segment, and we're going to have a special guest on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, at each commercial break, we are going to ask a sports trivia question, and the uh, theme today is, who said it? All right? You. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah, I will, I'll set it from the standpoint of asking the question, yeah. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to introduce Owen Seitel, who is an attorney uh, who's going to discuss sports, uh, excuse me, sponsorship and endorsement deals, which is very interesting because especially with uh, Steph Curry's uh, latest deal with Under Armour and the NCAA, double, uh, NCAA changing uh, uh, changes that are going to benefit students earning money, it ought to be very, very interesting. Um, also, maybe uh, touch on, if we have time, Cam Newton going to the Patriots. Holy smokes. And then... Something that I'm going to bring up here that's just kind of crazy, something about the NBA players are going to be allowed to wear whatever they want on their jerseys, you know, allowing social justice causes. And I'm thinking, what happens, though? First of all, it would be a little distracting. And also, what happens if a player decides to put something on that might be controversial or offensive to other people? Like someone wants to be pro-life or someone wants to be pro-choice. Their social... They're both social, uh, uh, you know, ju justice type of things that uh, someone may want to put on their back. And, you know, some people may be offended by that. So uh, I want to get your guys' uh, opinion on that. All right. This uh, uh, segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Uh, by the way, their loan to value is still around 60%. Never lost money for any of their clients. So again, check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You are listening to Sports Econ 101, and we are going to be right back. This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. 
And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings. And we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more, that's right, 7% or more, contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at pacificprivatemoney.com. Equal housing lender, licensed Caldieri, 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at PacificMoneyFund.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. I don't know where Vern is. Hopefully he'll pop in later on. And I wanted to introduce uh, attorney Owen Seitel, who is going to discuss sponsorship and endorsement deals. Uh, Owen, welcome to Sports Econ 101. Thanks. It's great to be here. Okay, good. So, um, first, first of all, uh, let me first talk about the Steph Curry deal. Uh, he apparently made a huge deal with Under Armour, but the thing that I thought was very interesting is the fact that part of the deal is going to be an equity position in the company uh, versus just strictly, uh, I think with Michael Jordan, uh, he just got a piece of uh, every sale of shoes that, you know, had Air Jordan on it. Um, this seems to be what I'm not sure if I can remember any other deal that was like this that where, where the, the sports celebrity got a, an actual ownership equity in the company. Yeah, I, I don't know of any uh, other deal similar uh, myself. 
Um, it is unusual. I mean, I think some of that may be because Under Armour is not doing all that well right now. Um, and so, um, you know, maybe, maybe to incentivize staff to stay with them, they, uh, they had to offer a piece of the action. Okay. So, so that, you know, that may have been um, behind it. Um, as you said, you know, the kind of the gold standard is the Michael Jordan deal yeah. with Nike. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we call a signature, signature product deal, where everything that goes out with the Air Jordan brand logo on it, so on and so forth, Michael gets a cut of that. Gotcha. And uh, Vern just joined us. Uh, Vern, we introduced uh, Owen Seitel, who's uh, uh, explaining about uh, a sponsorship and endorsement deals. And we were talking about the uh, Steph Curry deal, where he actually gets a piece of the equity. Right. Under makes sense to me in the in the sense that um, he's singly their biggest name, and if he were to leave, if he left Under Armour, the company would probably go bankrupt anyway. So you might as well give him a piece. Of that. Well, and if you remember, uh, one of the reasons he went with Under Armour is because he and his dad were being uh, interviewed uh, by, and I don't, I don't remember if it was Nike or another company, but they they called him Stefan, like Stefan Mar Marbury, and. Uh, it's like they had, and they even, I think, showed a different picture of him. They had no idea who Steph Curry was. And he goes, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go with them. I think I'll go with Under Armour. Yeah, they blew that right. meeting. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Hey, Owen, I have a question for you. Sure. In, in, in the recent documentary on, on Michael Jordan and the Bulls, they devoted a lot of time to the Nike deal that he signed. Right. And uh, however, I don't have the gentleman's name in front of me, but the guy that brokered the deal, was David never mentioned in the whole thing. Isn't that kind of interesting? Uh, it is, um, but that's the story of my life. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. I mean, you know, nobody really cares about David Falk, and he was the attorney oh, yeah. that no negotiated that deal. And it was a breakthrough deal at the time, and, you know, uh, and, and David Falk will tell you that he came up with the – Air Jordan moniker himself. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that was in the, the documentary or not, but um, so. yeah, you know, I mean, Michael, you know, Michael's Michael, and uh, that's the guy who everybody wants to be their standard bearer. Wow. Um, usually, uh, it's well, it's funny, I was just thinking about that, that deal with uh, Nike, where Jordan made more money than the entire country of Malaysia workers working for <laughs> Nike. So I thought that was kind of kind of interesting on that. Um, and I guess usually the, the typical situation would be just strictly a percentage of sales, wouldn't it? Yeah, of those of the signature products. Correct. Signature, okay, right. 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 Moving on to the uh, NCAA uh, changes benefiting students to actually earn money. We've, we kind of touched on this a little bit before. And I think, uh, wasn't it Ed O'Bannon who kind of sort of sprung that uh, kind of it sort of he was like kind of the model person because of, of UCLA? And there was something to do with like video games using his likeness. That's correct. So um, I believe it was EA Sports that put out yeah. an NCAA basketball video game. And of course, you know, uh, all video game makers want to make their video games as realistic as, as possible. Um, so they created avatars of the UCLA basketball team. Ed O'Bannon, as you may recall, was kind of a unique player. He had a unique look about him. He was a lefty. He kind of had an interesting shot. So his avatar, if you looked at it and you followed UCLA hoops, you'd say, hey, that, that's Ed O'Bannon. Mm -hmm. um, so he brought a suit because in California, there's a, a law, Civil Code Section 3344, which is the right of publicity law, which essentially says 
that um, nobody can use your name, image, or likeness in marketing their products or services without your consent. And, and did EA <laughs> basically deny that it was his likeness? Well, EA, yeah, EA attempted that, but um, that didn't, uh, you know, really pass the smell test too well. Um, and then they kind of backed off and then there was, you know, an effort to say, well, you had granted these rights to the university and then we got the license from the university and that's included within it. Um, and, you know, there, there's that probably, um, there's some validity to that argument. Um, but the equities of what is going on here just kind of um, overcame it all. You've got guys like Ed O'Bannon, whose jersey is being sold in the, the bookstore at 25 a pop, and it's flying off the shelves, and, and he doesn't see a penny of that at all goes to the school. So, you know, there are many scenarios. Ed O'Bannon, the Ed O'Bannon case, you know, he ultimately won um, in, a, in his action against the NCAA. Um, and, and EA Sports uh, got a nice award, huge attorney's fee awards, and so on and so forth. So it was, a, it was a flat out win. But I think as a result of that, this all came to the fore. Um, and really, it, it, it really came to a head and, and concluded to some extent in September of 2019, when uh, the California legislature passed the Fair Pay to Play Act. Um, which basically says if you're a student athlete at a California state institution, you can um, license your name, image, likeness, generate revenue therefrom, and that will not affect your eligibility as a student athlete. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I know some people have the attitude, well, gee, they're getting scholarships, and so there's the quid pro quo, so that's how they're being compensated. But um, you know, the thing is, is, someone, let's say, Ed O'Bannon was somewhat of a superstar um, when, when he played for UCLA, and the school made uh, probably a lot of money because yeah. for television rights and all that because of that. So I, I've got no problem with him off the side going ahead and being able to make uh, money on the, uh, you know, off of his own likeness. I don't think he gives up all of his rights once he, just because he gets a scholarship. Sure. I would agree with that. And, and I, you know, that is always the common argument against allowing student athletes to generate revenue off of their publicity rights. Um, but, you know, and, and I could understand that argument much better in the 40s and 50s, you know, when this was not a, a you know, a huge business. Mm. But as it is now, I mean, you look at the, the, the revenue that's being generated by these by you know the, the the big five conference schools and so on, um, you, you just can't. It's hard to justify any longer. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, hey, uh, Owen, if I could just jump in, and if you could just kind of share with me what you forecast for the future. If you're a if you're a blue chip, four star, five star recruit, and let's say you're a junior in high school right now, by the time you hit college and you come in on name brand alone. You're going to sell some tickets. What is your projection revenue-wise for X particular athlete? Okay, we're going we're gonna to actually, you know what? We're going to let you answer that when we come back from break because that's a great question. Okay. And also, I want to hear some fun stories without obviously uh, uh, revealing confidentiality. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's our first trivia question, which is who said it? Uh, when a sports writer pointed out to Babe Ruth, that he was making more money than the current president of the United States. And Ruth responded, I had a better year than he did. Hmm. Who was that president that Babe Ruth was referring to? All right. 
Email edward at sportecom101.com. The answer to this question, we're asking the question of who said this? Uh, or excuse me, uh, no, who, who said, actually, actually, okay, who said it? We know Babe Ruth said it, but here's the question. When a sports writer pointed out to Babe Ruth that he was making more money than the current president of the United States, Ruth responded, I had a better year than he did. Who was the president that he was speaking of? All right, stay with us. You are listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to come right back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my co-host, Vern Glenn and Russell Jackson, and our special guest, Owen Seitel. Uh, first trivia question. When a sports writer pointed out to Babe Ruth that he was making more money than the current president of the United States, Ruth responded, I had a better year than he did. Who was that president? Was it Woodrow Wilson? No. Herbert Hoover? Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Yeah, he was president at the time. That's because uh, of my, it's the reason why I know is that my daughter was an Annie Jr. And Annie Jr. makes, uh, the, the, the play Annie, the musical Annie, um, they make fun of Herbert Hoover a whole, whole Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, he, uh, you know, during the Depression, uh, he didn't have a good, he did not have a good year, years. Vern, <laughs> um, why don't you go ahead, if you could repeat the question that you had for our guest. Oh, just 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 a uh, oh, and if you could just kind of like project uh, if you if you're a high school junior right now and you're a let's say a four star five star athlete, huge huge fanfare coming into whatever program you're going to boost, whether it's basketball or football, you're going to sell some tickets and, and and you're gonna and you're going to generate revenue with this with this new law. Just kind of what your projection projection is for said athlete, right? Well, it's hard to kind of project out what, what actual dollar amounts will be. This is, this is, you know, unknown territory completely. But j- let's just use an example, um, a, you know, a, rec- a relatively recent Bay Area example. There was a kid, um, Najee Davis, the running back from the East Bay that went on to Alabama. Um, uh, not, uh, so, so, Najee Harris. Najee Harris, sorry. Yeah, Najee Harris. Najee Harris, yeah. So he was in high school, and I think in Concord, somewhere in the East Bay. Um, he was clearly a top five running back in the country. Um, now, if that kid's coming out under a rubric where he's allowed, you know, he's allowed to generate revenues off of his name, image, likeness, does he go to Alabama? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me that, um, first of all, if you've got a kid like a, you know, Najee Harris or you know more recently like a Zion Williamson everybody knew that this kid coming out of high school was going to be the real deal he was going to be a dominant freshman and everything does that kid go to Duke um I I don't know I mean because now you've got the overlay of the ability to generate revenues maybe it's more important for you to go to a school that's in a major media market maybe you go to UCLA um you know maybe St. John's becomes a, a a big program again so on and so forth um, that's kind of an unknown. Um, and I think if I had to guess, I think that, you know, as a future Zion Williamson, somebody coming out like that, he could generate a couple hundred grand a year wow. off of wow. endorsement deals. Um, you know, it, depending on where he goes to school again, if he's in, you know, if he's in Durham, North Carolina, you know, maybe you got the car dealer that's going to say, <laughs> Hey kid, come pick out a car for the year. Um, I'm not sure what else there is, although, um, despite the geography issue there, Duke's on TV once a week, you know, playing hoops, and that's going to factor in as well. Um, So um, I think that, you know, there there are going to be a handful of kids that are going to be able to generate significant revenue off of endorsement deals, and it could rise to the level where, hey, maybe a kid decides to stay in college an additional year. Because it's kind of comfortable, you know, the pressures, I can handle the pressure, I get another year to, to fill out and grow up and mature and so on and so forth. So, you know, maybe you see more of that and kind of a reversal of this trend where kids are going, you know, immediately to the NBA. 
maybe LaMelo Ball, instead of going off to Australia to play hoops, and I don't know what he made there, but I don't think it was a huge amount of money. Um, maybe he says, you know what, I, I will go to, I'll go to UCLA and I'll make, a, you know, a couple hundred grand on endorsement deals mm-hmm. and so forth out of LA. So I think it could, it, it's, re- I have no idea where this is going to go. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because it, it, I, I think the old days, we all know in the old, the old days, you know, somehow a booster would get some cash into a FedEx envelope and get it over the <laughs> table and, and so on. Well, now you've got a legal means to funnel those funds to the kid. Um, that reminds me of a story, Owen, if I could just jump in. This is a, this, this is a story that O.J. Simpson used to tell. Uh, Simpson, of course, from San Francisco went to Galileo High School. Well, he spent his first two collegiate years at City College of San Francisco, and he lived in Portrayal Hill, and he would get a ride from Portrayal Hill onto the campus in Oh, hey, Vern, you're and, uh, and, out a little and then bit. after a while, getting to the trainer, the trainer thought, oh, geez, maybe OJ's mad at me. And so, and so uh, he goes, OJ, you're, you're, you're not, you're not hitching rides with me from Patrol Hill to school. What's, what's going on? So OJ says, oh, well, let me show you something. So he walks him to the back of his class and he goes, you see that Cadillac out there? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm driving around now. And he goes, well, OJ, you don't have, yeah, you, 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 you barely have any money to put two dimes to rub together. And he goes, oh, well, my, my uncle Frank gave me that. Good old, good old. We should all have an uncle Frank. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I look. I, I had a similar experience. I went to undergrad at University of Florida, and I was there mm-hmm. at a time when they were a bit more ethically challenged than they are now. <laughs> and um, you know, it was pretty common that you would see a, a, a recruit come in and, and you know that this kid count, comes from nothing. And, and the next thing you, you see him driving around campus in a really nice new car. Oh, and I remember even in high school, uh, we, there was one kid who, he was just, he wasn't that tall, but he was just really, really good, a big standout. Uh, and one day he, uh, he, he, we saw him driving around in a brand new uh, sports car. And, we, and this is high school. Yeah, and, wow. and he ended up going to Chico, you know. I, I don't know, you know who who gave him the car, but I you know it had to do something to do with, with basketball. Right, right. <laughs> and it's funny because the story I heard was he played like in one or two games, and and this guy was not an aggressive guy, but um, somehow he got into a fight. And he got knocked out, and that was the end of his career. Oh. I mean, he got knocked out on the court. <laughs> Some guy took took umbrage to uh, how he uh, reacted wow. to a, a foul or something. <laughs> Um, tell you what, we have a couple of quick minutes. Uh, Owen, do you have any kind of fun stories for us without uh, disclosing any confidential information? Well, um, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when, I, when, when we're doing these sponsorship deals, um, one of the, of course, the negotiating points are money and the terms of the deal and so on and so forth. But really the big issue is the morals clause, um, mm. which is, you know, the company doesn't want their athlete or celebrity <laughs> To get into any kind of trouble that in turn just besmirches the company um and it's always been you know the case through most of my career that that was kind of a one-way deal that company says to athlete you know you violate the morals clause you commit a criminal act you do anything um that's untoward and 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 causes bad publicity we can cut you loose um and i had always argued years that that should be a two-way deal that should be mutual I mean if the company does something 
that's uh, that that is it in ill repute um, that the athlete should be able to. But how how often them. how often is that the case though, where a company does something, you know, where they've uh, done something toward? It doesn't happen that often, does it? Yeah, it happens. I mean, I would argue, and I'm not, you know, I don't, uh, I, I, you know, I hope I'm not going to offend any of your advertisers here, but um, I would argue that, you know, um, if if I had an athlete that had an endorsement deal, for example, with Wells Fargo, and they were in the process of, you know, opening all the accounts, unbeknownst to to people, and so on and so forth. Sure. I think that that besmirches the athlete that, you know, it's, yeah. it's on the endorsement deal with them. So I would argue that, so anyway, my, my point is that, you know, that, that things have changed in that regard. I used to get my athletes terminated all the time, athletes and celebrities terminated from the de their deals all the time because you'd have these very broad morals clause. And now we've got a scenario where, um, you know, we're more able to get that mutuality provision in and uh, I've terminated contracts based on wrongdoing hmm. companies. So yeah, I mean, if you give a, if a company too much latitude, you know, somebody gets uh, popped for uh, one DUI, and you know, obviously, I'm not condoning this stuff, but uh, or you know, possession of marijuana or something. It could be something small. It could be right. jaywalking. You know, who knows right. if it's that broad? If they cut loose the athlete. Um, are, yeah. Is there still some benefit though that the company gets, like you know, all the revenue streams from that name, right? You know, sure, the, I mean, I'm that's, sure that there's kind of a tail effect to yeah. you know, to the endorsement that was in place. But you know, I mean, look at if Enron did endorsement deals with athletes, you know, at the time that that was going down, yeah. I think an athlete, you know, should be able to get out of that deal and disassociate mm -hmm. from that company. And if they couldn't, they probably just do a big social media saying, "Hey, whoa, I am not." part of this such and such and then get themselves cut off or whatever right yeah essentially yeah. i mean there's yeah. always ways for an athlete i would think to, to get out of the deal that way you know if you besmirch the company uh without you know uh slander then right. uh you know there's i'm sure there's ways to do that all right guys uh, we're going to cut to another commercial break when we come back i do want to ask you guys uh, about uh the nba allowing players to put social justice uh uh, themes on the back of their jersey, which reminds me, wasn't it Steve Garvey who says it's not the back of the jersey that matters, it's the name on the front, right? Right. Over a team. Okay, uh, second trivia question is, which cocky outfielder once claimed, if I played there, meaning New York, <clears throat> they'd name a candy bar after me? <laughs> right? One famous athlete, one athlete famously said that. Uh, which, by the way, he ended up playing for them and if I remember, they actually did come out with a candy bar, I think, okay? I don't know everything, but sometimes I, th I think I know these things. Edward, uh, email edward at sportsecom101, the answer to this question. Which cocky outfielder, of course, that's a, that's a subjective term, right? Is he cocky? Yeah, you can decide whether or not. Uh, he's, he once claimed, if I played there, meaning New York, they'd name a candy bar after me. All right, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back.
Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. You probably heard about earning high returns investing in real estate through crowdfunding and other online platforms. But do you know where that real estate is located? At Pacific Private Money, we invest primarily in local Northern California real estate, and our clients earn yields of 7.5% secured by deeds of trust at conservative values. To find out more about one of the best-kept secrets in secured high-yield investing, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com or call 415-883-2150. Equal housing lender. License Cal DRE 0189744. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. The TVS Television Network. For decades, your home for great sports TV is back. You can watch six TVS sports channels now streaming on WatchYour.TV. It's free and it's on the internet as well as on Roku, Android, and iPhone and iPad apps. Watch TVS Sports Network, TVS Classic Sports Network, TVS Turbo Sports Network, TVS Women's Sports Network, TVS Tavern Sports Network, and TVS Boxing Network. That's TVS Television Network. Six free channels at WatchYour.TV. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn, Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Owen Seitel. Uh, second trivia question, which cocky outfielder once claimed, if I played there, meaning New York, they'd name a candy bar after me? Russell. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, yeah. In fact, I, that's probably why he played there is because he knew ahead of time they were going to name a candy bar after him. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my, everyone always confused my last name with Jackson, so they thought I was a distant relative. Uh, <laughs> I can I can see that. Yeah. Russell Jackman, Reggie Jackson. Okay, yes. I, I get it. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Um I, I so I got this is sort of a little controversial, but I wanted to get your guys' feelings on this. So apparently NBA players are going to allow uh or be allowed to have quote whatever they want on the back of their jerseys if they want to promote some kind of social justice or something. 
And, you know, some people saying, well, it's good. Some people are saying, well, you know, it's going to be very distracting, right? You're watching these players and you're going, well, what's on, what's on the back of his jersey? Um, but the main question I have here is, what if a player wants to have something on his back that's a little bit more controversial? So let's say, uh, you know, forgetting the Black Lives Matter situation, but let's say it's uh, someone who's uh, very pro-life, for example, right? That's a social situation. And he wants to say, you know, I'm pro-life or somebody who wants to put on the back of their jersey, I'm pro-choice. I mean, is there going to be like anything allowed? You know, you're going to offend one person or another, aren't you? And does that matter? What are your guys' take on that? I think once you open it up and allow people to, you know, make a statement, um, I, I, I'm not sure who is, is going to be the determiner of yeah. whether a statement is appropriate or not. Um, so that's a, that's a slippery slope. That's it true. is. Well, according to Chris Paul, who was the president of the Players Association, he has been talking to the NBA about this, and and the, and the base of it is the is the social justice message that the players want to convey. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing uh, talked about with respect to you know pro choice and all that kind of stuff. With you know it, it, this 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 is a uh, this this is all obviously related to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And so uh, I, I, I think how it's going to be worked out in the end is going to be guidelines where, 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 where there are re restrictions on what is deemed appropriate and inappropriate. Have you guys seen like the, the lime green uniforms? Have you guys seen like the peach colored uniforms that they've had and, and the things that say Los Bulls on them and all that stuff? That if that isn't distracting enough as it is, and sort of shit proves that NBA uniforms are just sort of this malleable sort of form that you know has no meaning anymore in the NBA anyway. I mean, well, they're just taking a page from the NFL. Have you seen the Thursday night games and what they wear? Yeah, those wow. are. I actually, I actually like those. I gotta say that the, the bright colors and stuff. I, I, I thought those are actually pretty cool. Well, because when Seattle plays the Rams and you, Seattle comes out with that lime green, like, neon. <laughs> or what about the like, Utah whoa. uniforms? You know, the ones that are like, look like a parfait exploded. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so if you're going to do that, you might as well at least have a, a socially important message behind it. Because those I mean, ones... the, the, going back to what Vern said about, like, the lime green, though, I mean, I got no problem with that because, you know, you're one team versus another. You got to figure out where your receivers are. You know, if everyone's in a, uh, well, in, in a white uniform with a white helmet, I mean, that's going to be really tough, right? What so, bothers me more is when the players wear the yellow gloves and they have the yellow on the base of their shoes. Well, except, it's, and you, you think there's a flag on every play. Oh, <laughs> so when they want to do, they just throw a shoe out there. Yeah, or they, or they just flash a glove around. And <laughs> think there's some kind of penalty going on. So if that can be done, look, a message on the back of their jerseys isn't going to be nearly as distracting. That's well, I think I think part of it's going to be like what you know, what does it say on the back of specifically? It, it may not be the message per se, like you know, good or bad. It's going to be like well, I can't quite read that. What what does that say? You know and. Uh, that happens a lot of times just in general when someone has a name it's hard to pronounce you're trying to if you don't know the player that well you're like, what, what, what's his name what, what's the back of that jersey <laughs> um moving on here cam newton to the patriots Vern, what do you think about that how about that yeah I, I i think it's a pretty good uh 
I, I like it. It's a pretty good move by the Patriots, yeah. and, and it's up to Cam. Let's, let's 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 assume Cam is healthy, okay? That because health yeah. is really kind of what 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 held him back yeah. as of late. So let's just say he comes in, uh, earns the starting job, which he probably will. Uh, and and I, I guess how the Patriots play, how it will change the offense for Cam Newton. And if you're Cam Newton, you're a little bit longer in the tooth NFL wise. So if it's Third and one, and you're at the goal line. Is Cam going to do the Superman leap over into the end zone, or is he just simply going to hand it off? So that, I guess it's going to be between him, Belichick, and Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, as 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 their style of play. But that offense will change to fit Cam Newton's yeah. game style. And I like I like it. I mean, I still like Cam Newton. I think he's still got a lot of steam left. How old is he now? Got to be early 30s. Yeah. Okay. 32. I mean, you know. I'm not as big a fan of Cam Newton. I think that he's really slowed down. I Why is that? Shown, I think he's shown some real poor decision-making in the last couple of years. Um, the, the talent level has diminished significantly in New England, so it's not the same team that, you know, with steamrolling teams. Um, you've seen the Bills starting to evolve into a better team. The competition is better in the AFC East. And um, I think also the shortened season and the shortened practice time is going to work against their ability to shift their whole system from the Tom Brady style of, of performance to a Cam Newton performance that they're not sure how he's going to play. Is he going to adapt more to being a pocket quarterback? If he can't adapt to being a pocket quarterback – the, the uh, uh, Patriots do not have an offense that's set around a scrambling quarterback. That's just not ever been how Belichick runs his team. I just think it's got all the earmarks of a potential disaster. Um, you know, those the New England fans are really tough. They've been used to winning uh, all the time. You know, and I saw the other day, I, I was reading something, you know, through all of these kind of these cheating scandals, over the last couple of years, they've lost something like four or five draft picks. They're about um, to lose another one. Yeah, they're about yeah, to lose this, Yeah, this one's a third rounder and I think a million dollar fine for, uh, for, for this latest infraction. So, you know, that, that starts to eat into the talent that you surround a guy like that with. And uh, I just, I don't see it working out too well. I'm with Owen on that. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got I, you got half the screen I will saying say no good and half the screen saying not for good. the Buffalo. Bills, if if, if they don't take a shot right now in the AFC East, I think you were saying the Bills have their best shot at winning the AFC East. You're getting cut off a little. Yeah, bit. you're. Oh, sorry about that. a bad sell area there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Who knows? Maybe this will. Well, I was gonna say it's, we've got a shortened season, but uh, you know the Bills losing uh, four Super Bowls in a row. Maybe this is their shot. You know, I bet there's some people out there watching that weren't even born when the Bills were losing sure. four Super Bowls. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I wasn't they're... watching one of them, but that was that was because I got so sick of watching them lose. So I've only missed two Super Bowls, and one of them was the uh, second Dallas second Dallas uh, one. Bills yeah. Bowl. So it's like the, the first one was the, their best shot, too. Only Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's so right, yeah. Know. Yeah, but it's that last second field goal, 1991, right? Yeah, what uh, the the Scott Norwood missed it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that. And and here's the funny thing is that, uh, you know, Houston should have been in that Super Bowl 
but they just just lost it. it. It was their defensive backs who just dropped the ball, and Frank Reich came in and just threw touchdown after touchdown to get. The I, I remember that watching that game at halftime, and they yeah. were saying, "Okay, you know, this game's over." Yeah, forty-five okay, to three or like, something like that. That gives me just the incentive to watch the second half. Yeah, <laughs> if everyone in here is saying this game is over, I think I want to check it out just to see what happens. And of yeah. course. Yeah, how many? I mean, that's happened. Uh, in fact, fairly recently, in the last couple of years, there's been well, even even the Super Bowl with Atlanta and uh, um, and, and uh, New England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was kind of a little bit ridiculous. Uh, we have uh, just a few minutes. Uh, Vern, why don't you give us a little little update? What what you're working on? Uh, you said uh, spring training. Uh. Yeah, we on the TV side here in San Francisco, we're kind of. Uh, putting together our plans on covering the spring training for both the A's and the Giants 2.0. The, 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 the Giants and the A's, they, they report midweek, and then the Giants have their first full squad practice on July 3rd. The A's have their first full squad practice on July 4th. But there are so many restrictions as far as covering these guys. They don't want us, us being the electronic media, anywhere near these guys oh. at all. You can't, you can't sit them down. You can't interview them one-on-one. -on -one. You can only get but so close as far as shooting, batting practice, and infield. I mean, they want you so far away. If you do live shots, it has to be outside of the stadium. I mean, they don't want you, they don't want you part wow. of it at all. You, you can't go in the clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the press box has been kind of augmented so that nobody's close to anybody, and you can't have any more than two representatives of a TV station at one time in that ballpark. I'm going to guess that's going to hamper your job just a little bit. Well, it's just going to, it's just going to limit yeah. our uh, – it limits our access, that's yeah. for sure, and we are going to be more reliant on the teams giving us content because the teams now are entrusted with giving us pregame, postgame, maybe some B-roll of, 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 of practices and stuff like that. So st stuff that we would normally <laughs> and cover ourselves, we now are dependent on the team to give us what we need. And, and I believe that's going to create some issues there, especially, especially when something controversial happens. I heard uh, the, that the, they don't even want a pitcher and catcher in the games anymore. It's just going to be fungo. T-ball. <laughs> Tebow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coach Pitch. <laughs> All right, we have one minute before we have to cut to our last uh, commercial break. Owen, you want to say any last uh, minute words before we cut to our break? Um, not really. I'm just I'm excited to finally meet Mr. Involvement. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. For me. <laughs> I think I think his wife had something to do with that. Uh, <laughs> kind of backing off on that, right? <laughs> Is that right, Vern? Yeah, what's get, that? You had to back off from Mr. Involvement uh, because of uh, uh, your wife saying, "Yeah, I think you need to back no, off." No, it's old age. She couldn't. It's 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 age and it's health. I've been I've I've been in this market for thirty years, mm -hmm. and the uh, yeah. and 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 I, I don't bounce back as quickly as I used to. Well, no, you're you're still reeling from that tackle uh, from the 49ers. Who was that? That was Jeff Ulbrich. That's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life in a blitz pickup drill. Yeah. He just he just flat out just pancaked me. Yeah, man, the guy. So, so just and and that was just one hit. Imagine imagine sixty five plays a game where you get hit like that. Well, yeah, but you're not six six three hundred pounds either. So there's a well, little bit no. of difference on that. What's that? No, but you know, but but let's just say 
they run running backs, you know, anywhere from five nine to yeah. eleven. In, in, in that, I mean, there, there's a lot of them, but uh, but, sure. but but man, good yeah. lord! I mean, it's I still have a headache. Like head-on collisions okay. every play. All right, guys. Here's our third trivia question. Pete Rose hit a lot of singles in his career, three thousand two hundred and fifteen to be exact. Uh, this number didn't blow uh, everyone away, however. Uh, one less impressed player, known for hit, hitting the long ball, said, "If I had played my career hitting singles like Pete." I'd wear a dress. Who, which outfielder said this? All right, stay with us. You are listening yeah. to Sports Econ 101, and we're going to be right back with some closing comments. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. 
Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409 That's 800-709-4409 Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vernon Glenn, Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Owen Seitel. Uh, Third trivia question. Pete Rose had hit a lot of singles in his career, 3,215 to be exact. This number didn't blow everyone away, though. One less impressed player known for hitting the long ball said, if I had played my career hitting singles like Pete, I'd wear a dress. Which outfielder said this? I'm going to go with Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, no. You have to go back a little bit further than Barry Bonds. Back further than Barry Bonds? Yeah. Oof. Uh, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Oh. Helps. And and he played uh, a little bit in the same era, but a little bit before. He he, he was a, a little bit more of a veteran by the time Pete came up. Ted Williams? Uh, no, a little bit after Ted. Had a Hall of Fame. Wow. Okay, so who, who else hit Carl the ball? No. That, that would have been a good one. I could see Yastrzemski saying that. No, Mickey Mantle. Mickey, okay, Mickey all right. Mickey said that, yeah. But, uh, he, was, he was a big enough boy that I guess he could uh, say that uh, around <laughs> about Pete, because otherwise Pete would have found him and clocked him one. Yeah. All right, Owen uh, Saitel, thanks again for joining us on Sports Econ 101, and here is our thoughts for the day. Question, how many vegans does it take to change a light bulb? Two, one to change a light bulb, and one, one to tell favorite. you they're, they're, they're vegans. <laughs> Yeah, one. Tell you. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. And uh, and last night, my wife told me she feels like uh, I treat our relationship like some kind of a silly game. Unfortunately, that cost her twelve points and a bonus turn. <laughs> All right, and that's it, guys. Uh, thanks again for joining us, uh, Sports Econ One Hundred and One. Owen, uh, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me. The information. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Owen. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. We'll definitely have to have you on again sometime. We'd love to. Uh, with that, I'm going to say tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. Yes, America. So long.